This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is no stranger to employee hiring, retention, and all things human resources. Chris Rush is Division Vice President of Strategy for ADP's Small Business Services Division. ADP provides a full range of employee and payroll services for businesses nationwide. Joining us from his offices in Florham Park, New Jersey, to share his insights on employee retention and other related business subjects is Chris Rush. Chris, welcome to the program. Good morning, David. Thank you uh, for having me. and I look, I'm excited to talk to you and your listeners about uh, recruiting and retaining employees. Absolutely. You know, uh, some stats that uh, you sent over, the National Federation of Independent Business Quarterly says that 49% of small business owners reported hiring or trying to hire, but 42% reported fewer or no qualified applicants for the positions they were trying to fill. So, that's one survey, and then another one that was internal at ADP uh, had similar responses, 40% of small businesses feeling or felt it was more difficult than expected to fill positions. So the question, why are businesses having so much difficulty filling positions? Yeah, it's a great question, David. Uh, so one thing is, you know, the economy, you know, as we all know, has been improving, you know, over the last six years. You know, if you, if you wind the clock back, you know, six years ago, Right, unemployment was you know 10% over 10%, and now you know six years later it's it's slightly below 5%. Uh, and the other thing that's going on is so not only has unemployment been improving, but where is that improvement been coming from? Well, it's been coming in the small business segment. So you know when we look at our national employment report that we run every month mm-hmm. in March, we found 43% of the jobs created overall were in the small business segment. So that's what's putting a lot of pressure on the ability to find and recruit new talent. When we hear the national numbers um, on the media in the mainstream media, Chris, are the small businesses reporting? Does that fold into those numbers or it's been said that these numbers can be wildly distorted? I just wanted to get your uh, color on that one. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 you know, in general, like ADP, we report the overall national employment numbers as well as we provide breakdowns for the different sized businesses that are out there. Uh, so in general, we're, we're, we're fairly well, you know, aligned uh, with the government reporting with the BLS numbers. Okay. All right. You know, I was just curious about the small business reporting and whether that folds in well and it's well reported. It, yeah. Yeah, it definitely fall it's definitely something that we've broken up because again how important small businesses are as an economic part of the economy in terms of, you know, growing the overall economy. So we're very keenly and I'm very keenly in my role in small business. Uh, I follow that very closely. So Chris, from where you sit, uh, are 
business owners having trouble filling positions? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, you saw you talked about the the survey stats yourself. I mean, the other stat that we had um, that we got from the similar ADP study is a third of those same employers are saying it's taking longer than expected to fill, you know, job positions. And in fact, you know, for example, you know, I was I've talked to accountants regularly because accountants are trusted advisors for small business, and they're routinely, you know, their unemployment is below two percent in some cases. Wow. So, you know, it's very hard for them to find qualified talent. Uh, and you know, and they're they're like we talked about some of the reasons uh, for that. But you know, there are definitely some things that businesses can do to help you know attract and retain talent. So let's let's dig into that a little bit. So in terms of the attraction and retention, there are f- a few things to hit here. I know uh, that culture is extremely important, and uh, how you communicate it to your staff. So let's take culture for now. Talk a little bit about your perspective on how a company can create culture and communicate it effectively. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, culture is one of those things that I think, you know, it's it's easy to overlook because, um, again, we get caught up into the, as we think about recruiting for talent, you know, yeah. we often get of talking about, like, the, you know, the job requirements itself, and we can spend a few minutes talking about what, you know, business can do there. But, you know, the culture, particularly as you think about, you know, new generations like millennials, it, that's extremely important to them. Like, they're looking for businesses that are socially conscious, you know, that, and they feel it's important to have that, um, you know, mission statement. Yeah. You know, and I've often heard, you talk to some small business owners, and, and very often they'll tell you that, you know, particularly depending on the size of their business, they'll say, you know, for me, you know, my small business is like a family, right? You know, I want my employees, I want to treat them like family members. Right, right. You do hear that. I think it's important for, you know, small business owners to routinely be, you know, communicating the culture of their environment, and that can come across in, you know, the conversations that they're having with their employees. You know, again, employees want, at the end of the day, we all want to work for somebody who we feel like we're cared for and that we're making a difference. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that's important for small business owners to continue to kind of convey that. And that kind of goes to the spirit of being a family of, hey, you know, I care about you as my employee. I want to help develop you. You know, that's part of my culture. And, again, you know, the degree to which you can emphasize the socially conscious part and do, do things that will appeal to a younger generation so much the better. Right. It's so interesting how important mission has become. It's not just about numbers. It's not just about moving a product to market successfully. It's also about creating what Simon Sinek has called this sort of circle of safety internally to the organization. And I'm sure you've encountered various uh, flavors of organizations in the world you work in where there's not safety, where there is internal uh, discourse, which prevents them from actually uh, tackling the market that's external to their own organization. So this stuff is really fascinating. And um, you re- I think a business owner needs to do a deep dive into what, how they can attract. And this is from the soul of the business. This isn't just about putting a pay and benefit package together that, that, that strikes a balance. But I do want to dig into that because it is a part of it. It's just not everything, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, and, and if you think about culture, that can also be things like, you know, you think about these other intangible benefits that you can offer. Right, right, right. And creating that flexible working environment. Again, we know from our research that that's extremely important to millennials and, and the younger generations of mm-hmm. having that work-life balance and being able to trade off on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the development opportunities you create for for your employees. You know, you are the one advantage I think small businesses have that they they often tend to overlook relative to large companies is that you can wear multiple hats in a small business. That's right. By the fact that it's generally a smaller staff, right? So you can play multiple roles, and that allows you as the owner or, 
or the senior person in the staff to create opportunities for younger people in your organization or new employees in your mm-hmm. organization. And that all helps to drive retention. Uh, you know, I'll give you another interesting stat, David, that we, that we had heard from a PwC study was that when you asked millennials about what's the most important thing to them, you know, you would have thought cash bonuses would have been like at the top of the list. It wasn't. It was leadership training. It was, you know, helping to develop those employees. That's fascinating. And I know in our notes, uh, you know, as I was prepping for this interview, the subject of the skills employees need versus what you can train them for. Of course, leadership would be in that basket. So there's a desire. In other words, as an employer, I want to look at, well, am I hiring a personality? Am I hiring a person and then training them? And where's this balance between skills and new training, leadership being a part of that? But it makes sense that this leadership idea would be important. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, and and again, like you said, that kind of goes back to the skills and gaps. Like again, as you know, we often tell small businesses, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as you think about these recruiting your talent, right? It's not just about today's needs, it's about tomorrow's needs. Yeah. You know, in terms of succession planning for your organization, right. in terms of, you know, your senior staff could all be at a point where there are a few more years for retirement. And, you know, are you bringing people in at, at a junior enough level and then grooming them and cultivating them to eventually replace those senior leaders? I like that long game approach. And, of course, the size of the organization and what they do will speak to a lot of this. But, uh, I mean, yeah. there are some organizations, and I know ADP, you probably serve the whole gamut of business structures and types and sizes. And they all have different sets of needs, which is a fascinating piece of what you do. But I did want to go back to just shifting gears back to, do you have any advice for employers around pay and benefit packages in an effort to strike this balance so they don't break their own budget, but also, you know, how do do you advise business owners to think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, we shouldn't underestimate, you know, the importance of, um, you know, having a competitive you know, compensation, you know, package. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than just the base salary, right? It's about the, and I kind of hinted a little bit at this, it's right. the it's mixture of, you know, cash compensation as well as the benefits. And I think there's opportunities for small businesses, you know, to differentiate themselves in terms of offering health insurance, you know, paid time off, you know, retirement plans. You know, again, another interesting stat is, you know, not a lot of small businesses in our space and offer retirement plans. Like, in fact, it's only like a third of, of companies with less than 20 employees have a retirement plan. Really? And plans have gotten really cheap. So that's an opportunity for you as a small business owner to differentiate yourself relative to your peers. What's fascinating is that this is an internal market to any employer. I mean, you are actually dealing with uh, competing and competing for talent just as you would in any marketplace when you're competing for market share. So it's it's so interesting to think about it in those terms. I wanted to shift gears and talk a little bit about ADP and what you offer business owners and operators, uh, You know where you feel you add a lot of value as a corporation. And uh, you guys are nationwide, is that correct? Yeah, we are. Um, we are uh, nationwide. We have about 630,000 clients uh, at ADP as an entirety. You know, within my small business space, it's about you know roughly 450,000 clients. Mm-hmm. And in terms of products and services, you know, our focus is on in the small business space on making small businesses you know successful, and so that they can focus on you know growing their business and what's important to them. So you know, core to that is HR. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we provide a lot of we have solutions that provide HR advice for small business owners, tools to help them with hiring, tools to do background checks, 
tools for them to you know ask HR professionals questions because very often they don't have an HR professional. That's right. The smaller organizations may be outsourcing, and you become that outsource, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, traditionally people have known us as being a payroll company, but right. you know, the reality is just one small part of what we do. Really, it's the bigger HR umbrella that we can give small businesses the equivalent benefits in HR that they would be able that a Fortune 500 company would be able to offer their employees. Well, you point out something important. I mean, the, the, the running of payroll is really the commodity side of your uh, different layers of value that you bring to businesses, I would guess. And, and that's, you know, not the one to emphasize. It's not the place where you're competing. Where you're competing is the knowledge capital, the ability to really advise business owners about how to handle certain situations. I imagine some of this is the Department of Labor stuff and maybe there's some state-by-state case scenarios that need to be addressed. So so you have field offices? Is that the structure of the business? So we have, so if you think about our core product, it's it, in their space, it's called Run. So again, it's payroll and HR. Mm-hmm. And it's a pure online mobile enabled product. Uh, so, you know, small businesses can process payroll or, or take care of HR needs whenever they want, however they want, 24 by 7. So we provide uh, service. So, so around that, we wrap the compliance services uh, to provide that kind of expertise and advice. Those offices are based uh, geographically. And then we also have a sales organization that's you know based geographically that goes out and continually consults and talks to small businesses every day. Beautiful, beautiful. And the website for ADP, for those listening who are interested in getting more information, is www.adp.com, just like it sounds, Alpha Delta Papa. Dot com, ADP.com. Chris, anything else uh, that uh, you want to share with our small business audience that we haven't touched on here? Touched a lot of areas, creating interesting structures. We've talked about culture. We've talked about the training and the leadership, the desire for leadership training, which is not something that a lot of small businesses think about. Uh, and, um, and also benefit packages. Anything else that we missed that you'd like to highlight today? Yeah, I think, again, as you, as you think about, again, I touched a little bit on this, but as you think about, you know, your needs and talent, you know, again, before you start down the path of just recruiting, make sure you understand exactly what you're going after and make sure that you're, you're looking at your own people internally to think about the kinds of people you're recruiting. Do, are they going to fit with my culture? And, and as you think about sources of places you might want to turn for new employees, you know, go to your coworkers because those are the kind of people who already fit with your culture. So they all likely have good Good advice. Chris Rush, ADP is the company, www.adp.com. He's the Division Vice President of Strategy for their Small Business Services Division. Chris, we'll do it again. Thanks so much for joining us on the program. Thank you, David, and thank you to your listeners as well. Small Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.